Poet to Poet. This is Nina Serrano, your host. My guest today is Kathleen Weaver. She's the author of Peruvian Rebel, The World of Magda Portal, with a selection of her poems, published by Penn State and in 2009 was nominated for a Northern California Book Award. Her translations from Spanish include the Nancy Morejon poems, Where the Island Sleeps Like a Wing, published by Black Scholar. That was nominated for a Bay Area Book Award in translation. Many of you probably heard some of those poems when Nancy Morejon was visiting us from Cuba. She also translated Julio Cortaza's Nicaraguan sketches published by W.W. W. Norton and Fire from the Mountain, The Making of a Sandinista by Omar Cabezas, published by Crown Publications. She co-edited The Other Voice, 20th Century Women in Translation, published by Norton and The Penguin Book of Women Poets. Welcome, welcome, Kathleen Weaver. Thank you so much, Nina. Well, I'm very impressed by the literary output here. And what's most exciting is that you have a forthcoming book of your own poems called Too Much Happens. Yes, I'm very grateful to Post Apollo for bringing this book out. And the very exciting part is that you're going to share those poems with us today. Yes. Where would you like to start? Well, I thought I would start with a poem or several poems that are on the themes that run through the collection, concern with the environment as we all have, and also political concerns, the, the war in Iraq that really began this excursion into writing seriously getting busy with making poems oh i would you like to first tell me a little about that well after i finished the magda portal biography which as i was mentioning on your show before i think it was a long-term project that finally came to fruition. I w was able to think about doing something else, and that coincided with the rise of our miserable U.S. adventures in the Middle East. And Robert Bly was speaking at Cody's and called on writers to pay attention to writing about that war, uh, and I found myself doing that because I think, as we all experienced, we needed some kind of way to come together and express ourselves in our concern and our protest. Not that poetry is able to make a difference, but it is an expression. Well, one of the things that Eduardo Gallano said that it would be foolish to think that poetry could change the world, but it would also be foolish to think that there would be a change in the world without poetry. Well, we don't want to think of a world without poetry, so we, we don't defend writing it. Um, I'm grateful when I'm able to, to do it. So let's hear some of these environmental poems that you mentioned. Well, it, these poems tend to be rather abstracted. This one is called Spring Rain with Blackbirds. The land stripped of its mountain, ore extracted, the heart leveled. A water table's dark where you can't see, but light comes back on sheaths a plan like a mirroring sword. The blackbirds nestled in a pie are only sleeping in the oven. They will take wing and sing. Spring rain settles the dust and finds a seed. 
lost in a damp trance, yes, start again. Uh, Read it again. I'm editing it, so don't worry. Spring rain with blackbirds. The land stripped of its mountain, or extracted, the heart leveled. A water table's dark where you can't see, but light comes back on she's a plan like a mirroring sword. The blackbirds nestled in a pie are only sleeping in the oven. They will take wing and sing. Spring rain settles the dust and finds a seed. Lost in a damp trance. Yes, start again. Nice. This is a poem called Another Summer. It's in three parts. A wall darkens in a sacristy. Not new, I suppose, shadows as if burnt there. At the far edge of dissidence, a wheat sprig, or the face of an emperor embossed on a gold coin. What is the cost of each thing that is spent? You can't know. Why do I ask you? If the moon on a black anvil is hammered to incandescence by desire, see what can be done. I would like to notice each wrong turn as it is taken, or perhaps it is only a kind of loneliness, this introspection. 2. The glaciers calved ice flows, the ice shelves heralded breakages, are things of earth which accepts anything, as flower coronets fade. Do all sovereigns have small flopped heads? It's a scramble to get across the simplest thing I need to tell you. Three. Beach flowers. The dusty millers faded very degree. The oil slick approaching the shore crew change and change. Another summer. The same as ever, but not exactly. Then it's late. The rose finished. Petals dropped. But the sense, the platonic hope of it, The DNA, what you hear is water as it enters the river. You've been listening to the poetry of Kathleen Weaver from her forthcoming book, Too Much Happens, here on KPFA 94.1. Do you have another poem for us? Well, this one goes back to the inception of the Iraq war. It's called Not Even. Not even the lies are good. Yellow cake uranium out of Niger. I told you so. What shall we do with what we know? Did you like the lies? None of those. Light a match and be done with it. Done with what we know. An effigy goes up in flames like a grove of date palms or a concentration of houses. Is this one of the poems that you began writing after you heard that call from uh, Robert Bly? Yes, I think it goes back to that. It's a while, a while ago now. This is also part of that, but more abstracted. It's called, When the News is as we know it. Congruent with our lives and air and earth and wind akin to a true self inhabits consequence whispers an endless name hanging like a stalled moon 
bread like ground stones in some other mouth, translucent fire, then the footage stopped. The streets we intended to use, where, where? I remember now what it was I couldn't imagine, meadow hours, smear of grass on cotton, demeanor of summer when you knew such peace. When you say abstracted, what did you mean? Abstracted in the sense that it is not about anything specific that's going on in our daily lives or in the news, but about a sense that I have that we so much want to find some area of peace, certainly peace in the world, but when that cannot happen, peace perhaps that we have been able to return to in the past or imagine in the future or find in the present. What are the poems you have for us? Well, this is a poem that I thought might be of interest as it goes back to another time and thinking about Latin America and the struggles of those days of the battles of the against the uh, dictatorships. It's called The Roads. Murder is an endless mood in the city and the forlorn towns or drifting over fields where hunger turns the stones. The cry for justice is a dead man's shout along the roads. You try so hard to rest. How many know how difficult it is to rest without justice? Close your eyes. Sleep. I'll wake you if you cry out in a terrible dream. I love that line about how difficult it is to live without. Could you read that line again? How many know how difficult it is to rest without justice. That's so true, isn't it? So true. I think think it is. And your next poem? Well, this is a poem that also goes back to the Latin American struggles written for someone close to me who was part of those. It's called Altiplano. Dearest love, your eyes the color of sweepings, like the fur of small animals hurrying for their lives. Where were you? What listening posts informed you? There are no generals in a guerrilla army. We were the ones who believed we could safely govern. To ascend through banks of fog to arrive on the Altiplano. How dry our wishes in this atmosphere as equatorial heat creeps north and south. I can't recall the specifics of the torture. It didn't happen to me. Sometimes in the afternoons I entertain morbid thoughts. There are days when the merest breath lifts a curtain or starts a war. Days when a hanged man can't be taken down. You had mentioned earlier that you started writing your more politicized poems after you heard Robert Bly's call to poets to start writing about the war. And this one about Latin America seems like that 
also came out of your literary life um, and that your literary life also came out of your political life when you told me the story of how you came to write the book about the Peruvian revolutionary and feminist Magda Portal. Could you share that with our audience, how you got involved to write her biography? Well, writing the biography of Magda Portal took me very deeply into the 20s and 30s in Latin American politics, Peru in particular, and I was fortunate to meet Magda Portal, the great feminist and activist of the early 20s, 30s, and 40s, when I I presented uh, one of her poems in the Penguin Book of Women Poets, and when she came to this country in the 80s, I was able to do a very long interview with Magda, which began a long correspondence. And it was only after she died that I remembered that I had not really done anything with that material and that sent me back to get busy and to to bring that project about and it was a long slog to do that kind of research which as it turned out had to be scholarly in order to find publication so that was one more element that Latin America has given me the the knowledge of her life and of those heroic struggles that of course came to defeat as a matter of fact and her life was a lesson in how to keep very positive and very hopeful and to trust in the young people in the future even though you have lost for the moment we have not lost definitively So that was a great lesson, a very encouraging one. And another poem? Uh, This this poem was written for my first husband, Alan Frankovich, who was the documentary filmmaker, the um, director of the three-hour documentary history of the CIA on company business. And this is called Notes for Elegy, and I will mention that it alludes to his unfortunate demise. He was coming into this country, attempting to come in, his name on the security watch list, and he was not able to succeed in entering the country because he died while being taken aside for interrogation by the uh, officials at the Houston International Airport. He died of a heart attack. This is called Notes for Elegy. Days. I can't get back to them. They exist with God today. Burning light projected through small frames. You never wanted a stable substance to be your medium. How many reels of film to make a case steeped in night and concentration? Did you think of me when the train window darkened, obscuring birch trees or the Russian steps? A leafage of questions clothed you, restored your spirits like a fast. Then something stopped, on rang a bell, refused the taste of names. Your breath returned to a sky that warred with nothing. Did the interrogator ask you many questions? Did your breath leave you all at once? I ask rhetorically, or should I say I wasn't there? I seem to see a meadow now, a scorch mark on a sleeve, a needle, tiny scissors, a sewing kit for travelers, 
smallness of mementos in a room, a Cuban stamp reproducing a famous photo, the red flag raised above the Reichstag in Berlin. You just heard Kathleen Weaver reading her own poetry. That was a very moving poem and a very frightening story in a way because so many of us go through airports with our hearts in our mouths, never knowing what could happen or who it might happen to or how it might happen. It's become a very, um, very different kind of experience. A very dangerous one for many people now, and it's, it's a great concern. And what other poem? Well, here, here is a love poem that I would like to read. And this is, of course, for my husband, Bob Baldock. Later the same day. Remember when we never heard of Lawrence or of Monet or of one another for that matter, when even to ourselves we weren't much nervous children, amenable to risk and so on, not one of our kisses in a blissed-out dark could last, but we knew that and lived as in a dream more real than permanent. Remember what the arrow said as it entered the deer's hot heart? You are my life. There's a hoarseness in the trees tonight. Can you hear it? Is it the crows settling noisily? Or just the leaves worried by a wind that can't be harnessed to our projects? A sky with a few counts against us segues into what comes next. There is no farewell to love. And another... Well, this is called Present Hour. Time erodes the human artifact, the statues hauled out of the sea, the pitiless news in unpainted eyes, unstoppable the winds, the waves, how many times the world comes to an end, chancing upon us. A lesson in what can't last is this hour. Oh, God, what use is sorry. Dissolving conjecture are the facts addressed to no one. Consider as well the days chalked up to what? Strife, a vision of judgment far from the wars. I imagine various endings. Light, no rain, the continual hammering of carpenter birds. And in closing, here is a poem called Uncharted. Sometimes what's given us isn't acceptable. Things are where we left them, but we can't find words. Then it's night whose starlight barely illumines, while one or another thought lengthens into thoughtlessness and we fall asleep under a roof. It's best not to speak sometimes. That is noted. In the morning, a room returns to itself. Light allows us objects, books, clothes, maps, a flat topographical green, a charted blues, still water. We are travelers. You just heard Kathleen Weaver, and she's been sharing with us her new poems for her upcoming book, 
Too Much Happens that's going to be published by Post Apollo Press. And how can people get copies of the book? Well, it will eventually be available on the Post Apollo's website in the fall. So thank you so much, Nina, for having me today. Well, it's been a real pleasure, Kathleen, and I look forward to having you again. I look forward to that, too. Thank you. You're welcome. I have in the studio Leon Salvatierra. Poet, welcome. Bienvenidos, Leon. Thank you, Nina, for inviting me. I'm really honored to share the mic with you. It's a pleasure to have you here. We're looking forward to hearing your poems, which have been wonderfully translated by Javier Huerta. Yes, I will read you uh, the first poem that is titled, Act. I'm going to say what love signifies. My grandfather said it was the desire of the eye for another eye. And since then, I began to search for you. My father said the number of love was seven, because creation lasted seven days, seven days making love to its seven nights. I looked for you in each seven that ciphered my life, and I found you slipping away to other numbers. One confuses oneself with one's own other self, when two bodies intertwined in bed. Three loves had been in my life. Four, it will be when you have left. Five days that I cannot stand you. Six kisses in La Paz Centro. Seven years of not finding you. Love, show me from one to a thousand your nights. What is your philosophy of love? You ask me in bed, and I respond. It's not a flower, but maybe it is a number. Here, I gift it to you. Hide it between your legs. At the count of two, make sure that it does not fall. One, open sesame. Two, loves have stepped into your kingdom. You just heard Leon Salvatera reading his own poetry. So, is most of your poetry about love? No, no, it's not. Most of this poem, coming to the United States as an undocumented immigrant during the 1980s. And where did you come from? From Nicaragua. And so the title of the book is called To the North, but in some of the poems in the book have this theme of love, which is important for me. And in this poem, it also has the theme of ancestry and roots, because it's your grandfather that helps you define love. Right. And it also has the idea of movement, movement from one number to another. And so in my book, when I wrote it, I, I thought of, of the idea of having body movements, because it was the idea of going somewhere, to having a direction, and just having this fluidity. So can you read us another poem from your book, To the North? Yes. I will read you a poem that is titled, Leon Salvatierra was born the day they killed Somoza. I was born the day they killed Somoza. At 10.30 in the morning, like gun smoke, the news spread through the streets of my barrio. I had been born with great gusto, so they named me Augusto. There were celebrations and toasts in my name. 
I was born the day they killed Somoza. My parents had already lost five children. I had lost five brothers. But I came into the light healthy. Eyes, neither one inflamed. Arms, neither one fractured. Two legs, free of blemish and sores. My small fingers, one by one, were complete. My fingernails intact. My skin, wrinkly red. But time knows that I was trapped in my mother's womb. I was born without crying, it's true. The umbilical cord was strangling me, but nothing was damaged. My fists and feet moved like fruits and tropical branches. My parents cried for me. They said one could tell in their gaze. Well, I was happy news. I was born the day they killed Somoza. You've just heard... Leon Salvatera of Nicaragua reading his own poem from his book To the North. I'm just going to remind listeners who may not remember this way back in 1981 that the Nicaraguan Sandinista Revolution triumphed in 1979 and Somoza, the terrible dictator, fled and he was tracked down by a group of revolutionaries, not necessarily Nicaraguans, were they? They were linked to the Sandinistas revolution. They did it in the spirit and the name of the Nicaraguan revolution. They gunned down Somoza wherever. In Paraguay. And so that is the day that you were born. No, that, 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 that wasn't the day that I was born, but I, I wrote it uh, in that same spirit because it, it was a new kind of era and so a lot of people that did the revolution like the new life of the country born that day and then the whole revolutionary project ended in 1989 with the election of Violeta Chamorro and the the retiring of the revolutionary government of the Sandinistas who have reemerged but in not a revolutionary form but rather in a parliamentary form right so i'm just mentioning this to give people a context of where these poems are emerging from and the rich history of Nicaragua and the rich history that you carry in your person and here as as an immigrant. As an immigrant, yes, the whole book is about immigration. It's not all about immigration, but the experience of the immigrant. You've been listening to Leon Salvatera, who's here from Nicaragua, and his poems have been translated by Javier Huerta, and his book is called To the North. It's been wonderful having you, and I'm sorry there isn't more time, so I'm going to have to ask you to please, please return, because we want to hear more of your poems. They're <laughs> rich with cultural and personal history. They're just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a it pleasure. Great. Gracias. Gracias.
Rita Johnson of Hard Knock. KPFA Winter Fun Drive is over. We've presented you with a distinguished group of voices on civil rights, capitalism, immigration, racial and environmental justice, people speaking out on issues vital for our community's rights, health and welfare. Thank you for your support. When you receive your pledge reminder, please pay by credit card or send in your check right away. If you haven't donated yet and believe that this independent media outlet is important, donate today at kpfa.org. Our radio station is about discovery. KPFA's mission is to create alternative news, culture, and public affairs programming that are both fulfilling and unpredictable. Fulfilling, satisfying our listeners' expectations that KPFA will continue to speak truth to power. Unpredictable, to constantly surprise and delight you. To inspire every listener to dig deeper and discover something new. That's why people say, I heard it on KPFA. And it is 4 o'clock here at KPFA, 94.1 FM in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K 